What's up, y'all? Welcome to Modern Motherhood, an unapologetic podcast about parenting in this crazy-ass world. I'm your host, Mary F. Baby. And I'm Dr. Ash. Let's, Let's get, get started. started. Hi, Modern Mamas. It's me, Dr. Ash. I'm here today with the CEO, founder of Bilingual Brown Babies, Dr. Camille Anderson. Hello. Hola. How is everyone doing? Good. How are you? Hola, uh, mamacita. (laughs) 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 My Spanish is so basic, guys. Buena fuerza. Buena fuerza. (laughs) What's that mean? (laughs) Good job. Good job. Yeah, I did it. (laughs) So, look, before we started um, recording, guys, I tried to tell um, Camille that I was ready. So I text her, Yo Soy Altranisha, because I wanted her to know that it was me. And all I know is that Yo Soy means I am. <laughs> and I know Koyo Teyama means what is your name, but I didn't know how to say, like, my name is Altranisha or this is Altranisha. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stick with what I know, and I'm sending Yo Soy <laughs> Altranisha. <laughs> And that actually works. You don't even have to use the yo. Just say soy altruista. There we go. Bing, you're see? saying it's me. <laughs> I just learned something new today. There we go. So tell us about bilingual brown babies, uh, Camille. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and Dr. Anderson. Uh, how? What do you do? What are you a doctor of? Um, and then you can tell us about bilingual brown babies. Okay, I am a doctor of communication and culture. And I have, I'm a mom of four children, mm-hmm. and all under 10, yay me, I love all the forms, I love African dance, I love people and laughter, mm-hmm. and um, one of the reasons, one of the primary reasons why I started Bilingual Brown Babies was actually for my own children. Mm. Um, a trying to create a tribe for them and it morphed into this movement in order to be able to have not just the children that are around my children but for all black families to be able to be bilingual in English and Spanish right Oh, my gosh. Look at you creating this tribe and spreading the knowledge of, you know, the importance of being multilingual and even being willing to share, you know, what that looks like in practice. Like, I enjoy your videos on Instagram of um, speaking in Spanish, although half the time I don't know what you're saying. I read the captions and I kind of like, you know, put two and two together. But what you're doing is so awesome. Um, Wow. Okay. So I'm really excited about it. How long have you been doing it? Bilingual Brown Babies has actually been around for about a year now. Um, I've had the concept in my head for um, a while in terms of what I've been doing mm-hmm. with just my my sons, um, my sons, my daughter, and their friends, and where I've been placing them in terms of making sure that they have particular exposure, and then reaching out when I see black families that are coming to the school, like, oh, let me be your friend. And this right. <laughs> and kind of letting it turn into this thing that is actually being more intentional about trying to work with families and really get them to the point so it's not just that we're sending our babies 
to these different schools, but when they come home, they have someone to talk to. Right. And not just kind of waiting until they wake up the next day and go back to school, that they can put it into practice a little bit more. Because that's how they're going to keep it. Absolutely. They're not going to keep it if they don't see anybody around them speaking it. Right. If you don't use it, you lose it. And so... Um... Right. And, and they're going to need another language in the future. Like in terms of getting jobs, like that was one of the biggest barriers I had in Miami um, not speaking Spanish or not speaking Creole. Um, I would be looked over for certain jobs during the application stage. Uh, you would see on a lot of the job postings down, down there must be bilingual in Spanish or uh, French slash Creole. Like, Right. It is a requirement right. walking in the door in certain parts, you know, of the nation and letting on the world. Like you have to speak more more languages um, for our employment purposes later on down the line. Right. And for me, I was the opposite because I had the language skills. That's why I got the job. See, everybody so, wants you on their team. Like you have all the job was, offers. They were yeah, they were looking for somebody that spoke Spanish. I was fresh out of college. I had my little Spanish degree in hand. I knew I wasn't going to be a teacher at the time. <laughs> and I got this, I walked into this job where I was basically working for a hotel chain. Like, I was wow. hotel chain. And some of them were in Cancun, so they needed somebody that was able to speak Spanish in order to communicate with the staff there. Uh-huh. And because I did, they hired me. Oh, my gosh. And then I go to, after my master's program, I got certified bilingual while I was in my master's program, Mm -hmm. and then coming out of there, they are looking for someone that can handle press relations for Latin American programming for a remission development agency, and Spanish was a plus. Mm -hmm. So I was offered the job because Spanish was a plus, and I had Spanish. So I did a lot of writing in English and Spanish in various locations and going back and forth to countries in order to be able to talk to programming program managers and all of that stuff in order to help that, that particular agency. Wow. So you say you, you, you highlighted on something um, that kind of stood out to me about being able to not speak the language, but also be able to write it. So I know a good bit of people who speak Spanish, but they can't write it. Um, why, why is that important that we not only learn how to speak the language, but we also learn how to write it in the proper manner? Well, and I'm giving my I'm giving my professional opinion on this. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as though we're actually truly bilingual until we can read, write, and speak it. Mm. And I think um, a lot of times, especially if you're thinking in terms of some of the various programs that people go to online in order to learn how to speak, they are learning how to talk. But if you throw a newspaper in front of them, they have no idea what's what's being said and what's happening. Right. And that means that they're not really bilingual. They're functional mm-hmm. in a language. And for you to be for you to be able to get those jobs that are going to pay you upwards of $7,000 more than mm-hmm. what everybody else is making, most folks need to rewrite and speak it. Because if they know that you speak Spanish, the first thing they're going to say is, hey, can you translate this for me? Right. That's going to be one of your first tasks right. that you get on that job. Yep. Tell them, I'm really not a translator. I'm tired to do other things. But, <laughs> but that's one of the first things that they're going to ask you to do. And if you can't do that effectively, it makes it, then you're, you're kind of walking you're walking in a falsehood because you don't you're not really bilingual you just know how to say some things in a different language right I never even thought about the whole reading part well I guess the reading and writing go together but read write speak that's the goal to learn how to do all three Woo. Yeah, for wow. me, biliteracy is really important. Okay. Like, if you can say that you're biliterate, then yes, 
can say that you're bilingual. And like that was my challenge to myself. Like okay. being able to say, Can I do I feel comfortable mm-hmm. being able to write this in Spanish? Mm-hmm. And when I got to the point where I said, Yes, I feel comfortable being able to do that, then I was then I was like, Okay, now I can go, I can roll, I can say what I want to say. Now, there are other languages that I speak that I don't feel so comfortable. Okay. Give me something in French, it's going to take me a minute. Give me a couple of days, and I might come back to you with some, <laughs> with some general ideas. <laughs> but you can get through it, though. So, that's all that yeah. matters. <laughs> what about, so how do you make sure the kids, like, so do you do some of the same things with kid, the kids in Spanish that you're doing with them in English to make sure that they are uh, triliterate? I mean, biliterate? Look at me, make it, add a third language in there. But are you, <laughs> How do you make sure that they're oh, getting the reading and writing part in, in addition to the spoken word? We have Spanish books all over our house, all oh, over our house. Wow. And, then, um, and I just found, because I've been getting, I got an, an illustrated series of Harry Potter from my oldest son. Mm-hmm. And my mom called me the other day and she's like, they have it in Spanish. I'm sending it to you now. Oh, my That's God. Awesome. <laughs> How old is your oldest son? He's eight. Oh, 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 oh. I'm like, why he's reading Harry Potter? I thought he was like a baby, baby, like four or something. But I forget. No, he's eight. He's, okay. Yeah, he's eight. Okay. So, um, so he's reading. So, so I give them Spanish books. And that's actually the rule in the house. Like, we get story time, of course. And then the rule is, okay, you can pick an English book, but then you also have to pick a Spanish book. And making sure that they understand that Spanish is a part of what we do. It's a part of our lifestyle. Oh um, I have uh, a really good friend of mine that does family mission statements. And one of our, we sat down for a family mission statement. And one of our core values is that we're bilingual. That's what we decided as a family. So making sure that we're talking all the time to be able to, to live and honor that particular core value that we adopted as a family. Kami, that is so beautiful. You, Your family has... Uh, core values. I am like so jealous right now. <laughs> we we're gonna have a family meeting tonight when my husband get home. Like, what are our core values? What are we, you know, vowing to do in our home? But that is so awesome and and inspiring. So, I have a question about the Spanish books. Do you fi- do you find that there is more representation um, in the Spanish uh, children's books in terms of children of color, or is it still predominantly? Um, white children? Um, I think I am purposeful about only buying books that are going to have, that are going to reflect children of color. Okay. So the first set of Spanish books I bought for them outside of the basic vocabulary, like colors and things like that, uh-huh. were Spanish versions of all of the Ezra Jack Keats books. So okay. Goggles, A Snowy Day, Peter's Chair, they have all of those things in and they have Spanish versions of all of those of all of those books, and those are all brown babies. Okay. So okay. That was first. I brought that, and then okay. So now me and my daughter like Dr. Stephens. Let's find some Spanish Dr. Stephens books right. that I can be able to pull out and let her be able to read and being able to find um, as as many children of color as protagonists in the bilingual books that I can. Mm. And even sat down with so far as to come up with a list by age. Okay, these books have brown characters. Mm-hmm. These books have black characters. These books, so as they get older, I've got at least up until they're 12. I know wow. when in doubt, I can go to this list, and it's like, I know there's going to be brown faces in this book, so I'm going to make sure that they get that. Right. So is this list of books on your website? 
Yeah, it, me too. I have like less than 10% of, of books in my home with children that do not look like my daughter. Um, representation yeah. is very important to us in terms of instilling pride and, you know, self-esteem in our, our children and letting them know that, you know, you are uh, the norm. You are beautiful. You are smart. You can be all these things. And you, you, you see yourself when you look around. So, um, exactly. do you have a list of these books on your website by chance? <laughs> I don't have them on my website. I typically, like, as they, as they come up, it's titles that I pull up for clients. Uh-huh. But I'm sitting with them, and they're like, oh, this is what they're talking about. And I'm like, oh, this title. <laughs> okay. Do that. I don't have them on my website as of yet. Okay. But if folks are to ask, hey, if there's me a message, hey, I'm looking for, I have a child that's this age. Okay. I'm not going to give, like, the, because it's an exhaustive list. Okay. So I would say, oh, okay, well, here's five titles that might be good for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I'll be emailing you for my five titles then. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing all that you do in terms of spreading, uh, the knowledge and the wisdom behind, uh, being bilingual and, and teaching your children and their friends, right. Um, Spanish. Mm-hmm. So what is your biggest challenge as a mompreneur? My biggest challenge right now for me is really just making sure that um, I don't see my business as being separate from the rest of my life. Mm. So really trying to make it this, 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 I'm teaching a lifestyle, but I'm also living a particular lifestyle. Right. So I'm teaching these parents how to be able, I'm teaching other families how to be able to include Spanish as a part of their lifestyle, which means that I need to make what I'm doing as a part of my lifestyle. Absolutely. So being able to simple things like right now, it's a really good example. It's Friday night. I let the kids stay up a little bit later. Uh-huh. And I said, hey, mom just got a cuddle. I'll be back in a minute. Y'all just keep your voices down while I do this. And them being able to understand to the point now where they'll even say, Mom, do you have a call tonight? Can we do this? And it's it's actually, it's good because it it allows them to be able to see certain things. I'm modeling a particular level of responsibility, but then also making sure that the whole family is on board with what's going on. Right. And and it's, Although they are getting along with the, they get the program and they're they're adapting to you know the structure and the schedule. It's still giving them a sense of you know I'm invested in what mommy's doing as well. I see what she's doing. I know it's important. Um, you get the buy-in yeah, they love from doing them. Videos. They want to get this. Mommy, do you want us to do a video? Oh, I see them. They're all in front of the camera, smiling, ready, like, and you're like, "Etch out there," and they're like. Get stand up straight and stop doing what they're doing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. They're so ready. And I love that your videos show true mommy fashion. Um, a lot of times yeah. we're on social media and we see these picture perfect homes and like the living room, like, where's your laundry? Like, I, I, I don't see it. And when I saw your video, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, my house looked like Camille's house and I only have one kid. <laughs> and, and I love and that. And I think that's really important mm-hmm. too because you got to make sure that it's real. Yes. Like, I can't. I'm not gonna, first of all, I don't really do makeup like that anyway. But I'm not gonna beat my face just so I can be able to get on camera because that's not that's not our end game. That's not what we're doing when it comes to how we're engaging with our children. You and those days again. where you're tired, you've had it, they're sick, yep. <laughs> you still got to use this language. What does that look like? Right. So I try to make sure that I do as many real moments as possible yeah. just so folks can see that this is doable yes. and it's not just some obscure thing that is that's hard to achieve. Right. 
You're absolutely right. Look, I posted a picture of me the other day for for the first time in a long time, and it actually felt like a little empowering with no makeup on. I don't have a lot of eyebrows, so I always joke that I don't have eyebrows. So I posted a picture of me on social media with no eyebrows and my hair up in a uh, afro, and I just felt so like. Oh my gosh, empowered. I'm modeling. I'm re- uh, actually practicing what I teach in terms of telling Madison she's beautiful and I love her hair and all these other things. Um, and I just encourage more parents and moms to be transparent and, and real in what they present to the world. Um, so thank you for modeling that for us. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've, I've just spent the first part of this year combing out my locks because I have I've had locks for almost twenty years and I just finished combing them all out. Mm-hmm. So now I've got this whole this whole head of hair mm-hmm. afroed out that I've I've never I haven't stopped my hair in twenty years. Oh my god! So what you see is what you get when I get on this camera. It's like look, I'm putting something on. It's gonna be either a head tie or uh-huh. gonna be there. <laughs> Until I finish going to YouTube University to learn how to look a bit more about how to care. That is the best free school ever. That's the best free school ever. I don't know how to do some things on YouTube. Congratulations on combing your hair out. I hope you enjoy uh, the diverse styles you get to do now. It's just lighter. It's so much lighter. But the, like those real moments though are really important for people right. to be able to see, like being right. able to know that you know it's okay. There's no front that you have to put up right. in order to make sure that folks. Have, I mean, and I think people we, we I think we get a little ahead of ourselves, especially when we're if we're entrepreneurs and are on social media. We assume that everybody is looking at us, and really, if you think about the algorithms and how things work, everybody really isn't looking at us. And the folks that are looking at us, love us, whatever. You're right. We do have that complex, like, oh my gosh, everybody, all, how many billion, trillion people are in the world are going to see me looking like this, and it's like, and that's false. <laughs> I did at first, and it, and it showed, and it showed in the way that, by the way that I even started my business. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, you know, I'm, I'm going to put this post up, and it's going to have all of these words, and I'm going to perfectly curate all of these wonderfully poetic things to say on this day, on this post, and then click publish, and everyone is going to love it and realizing there's one, two, maybe ten people saw what was happening. Yeah. And and, and uh, my my business coach said, why aren't you getting on camera? I said, oh, but everybody will see me. And isn't that the point? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're supposed to see you. But then I also realized that the more videos that I did, regardless, I got more people to view some of those other things that I was actually writing. They would go back and say, oh, yeah, that's cool. So some people that would watch the video went back and liked the post that I had written a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So now that they see my face, now they're going to peruse. And I think that's a, something, especially mompreneurs, because we get so sensitive right. about you know, our appearance, what we look like, making sure that everything is just set. But people are buying from us as people, not from what we're putting out there. Right. And I think we forget that the realness is what people love. Right. And it's not... It's it's not the fancy stuff. Like, the fancy stuff is great, and the fancy stuff will come when it's time. Right. But folks got to see you even if you don't have all that. And that took, it took me a minute to get that. And, and it's important that you feel a connection. So I've never met you in person. We've I've seen you on video camera, and I see you on Instagram. So I feel like I know you right now. Like, talking to you on the phone, I, it's like I can see your face because I know that's Camille. Like, you know, so even though your, your uh, following doesn't 
know you in real life, they feel like they know you because your videos are so personable. And we feel like we know your children, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, and I think, and I, I and I do think that we do have to kind of work through that imposter syndrome that mm-hmm. we have, tend to have as entrepreneurs, where we think that, oh, I, well, nobody really, I mean, I'm not as good as my stuff doesn't look like, and mm-hmm. I do, is it your best? Is it, is it what you can do that you're, are you proud of what you've just done? Um, do you feel good about it? Don't right. worry about what the person next to you is doing because they're not going to attract the same people that you're going to attract. You're right. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't even need me to okay. um, moderate this because you just led right into the next thing about what advice you would give to a mompreneur. And, and you just nailed it. Just do your best. And somebody else's journey yeah. is going to look different from yours. Can you say without a shadow of a doubt you gave 100%? And if the answer is absolutely, then that's all you can do. Right. And one of the things, like, I tell my students this all the time, this whole thing about, you know, give yourself that arrogant self-talk. And it might feel really silly. You might feel really bad. Or you feel like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm saying this to myself. But in your head, when you're quick and fit, and when you get made to quick, go live on that button, I'm about to show this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you start talking, you say what you need to say, and as people are coming, it's like, mm-hmm, I knew somebody was going to come in here and comment, and you have, to, you have to talk to yourself like that. You do. So that you're not, you know, you're not getting, you're not getting caught up in the woulda, coulda, because right. the woulda, coulda are going to make us not click go live. The woulda, coulda are going to make us not publish or put that post up. They're going to make us edit 5,000 times before we finally put it up there in order to attract the people that we want. Absolutely. So making sure you give yourself the air effect. I am the baddest at what I do. Yes. And watch. I'm just getting ready to show everybody. Positive so self-talk. It's here. It's important. Mm-hmm. It is. And, it's you know, important. It, it really is. And it fuels your energy. It fuels your day. It fuels your momentum because it's easy to get into that negative rut. But it's hard to spin it around. If you start with that positive, like you said, that arrogant self-talk. You feel mm-hmm. undefeated, and there's nothing that anybody can say or do to you that's going to, you know, change your mood because you you got this. You're about to slay, and it's like, girl, you can say whatever you want to me. I'm over here doing my best, and I and I feel good doing it. So whatever. <laughs> and I think it's helpful too, because especially because you know, I mean, just by the nature of what we do, there's gonna be somebody mm-hmm. out there that's gonna have issues with how we're doing it or what we're doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And being able to have that that, that arrogant self-talk or that, that highly positive um, affirmation that we keep in our head, what ends up happening is when those when those comments start to come, it well, it slides off so much better. We don't right. get caught up in the, oh, my God, I can't believe they laughed at my post. I spent so much time at the post. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's, it's, you start to feel like, oh, I got a hater. I'm on the top of <laughs> yep, and you learn from the errors, right? And then you say, right. you know what? They didn't like this or whatever. I got me a new hater, and um, I learned how to improve on my post. That's what it is. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Engage those who want to be engaged, who have like minds, and that's on the same track as you. Absolutely. 
So exactly. So speaking of that, you've created this tribe of uh, like parents and families. And this year uh, you have some awesome stuff that you're planning with your family. Can you please, please, please tell us about your trip? Yes. So I am taking some family. I'm taking families to Guatemala next year. And I'm so excited about it. The way that um, my families work is they get immersion with me. So it's being able to give them the opportunity to be able to be fully immersed in the culture and be able to get to know um, a, to know an aspect of Spanish-speaking culture so that they can be able to really see what it looks like, but then also kind of pressing and pushing them a little bit further in language mm-hmm. because of the way that the, the trip is going to be set up. It's I'm there kind of as a facilitator, mm-hmm. but really kind of helping them to navigate through this particular country in different ways. So these are the things I want us to do, mm-hmm. but I need you to get us there so that you can use the language. I need you to find the taxi cab so that we can get, oh so that you can get the language. You find the restaurant so that, we, so that you can practice the language. All of those different things in order to get the families really embracing um, what they've decided as a family they want to do when it comes to bilingualism, English, and Spanish. Wow, the pressure will be on, but it will be definitely a learning curve, a great experience. It's going to be magical. It, it will be, and I'm so jealous that it's full and that my family cannot attend. I can't say, I wish I could say I'm jealous in Spanish. Tell me how to say I'm jealous in Spanish. Estoy celosa. Estoy celosa. Estoy celosa. Me. Estoy. Estoy. Celosa. Celosa. Soy celosa. That's what I am right now, y'all. Jealous that I'm not going with them on this trip now. But I'm, I'm hopeful and prayerful that there will be more to come. There will be more opportunities for you to expand and to um, invite more uh, families to go on you on your next trips. And and I, it's also my prayer that um, this podcast reaches more um, moms and they uh, decide to um, bring the bilingual um, core value to their home as well. Yes, yes. The more the merrier. We are having a good time doing it. I would love to see some more folks in here. <laughs> yes, I'm working on my sientates and my echates so that Madison can learn yes. how to sit down <laughs> and and be quiet uh, or enough. You know, when when I tell her to stop. <laughs> Um, I haven't really, really been practicing with her, but when she was in spring break, I downloaded your E, um, reader with the five commands. And so far, those are the two that I've mastered, quote unquote, but I have to make yeah, sure that she learns that them. One, that most parents get real quick and real easy. Mm-hmm. Pasta, pasta. Pasta. Oh yeah, that is the other one. Yes. Yes. So if you guys, um, didn't get that or if you you would like to work on some simple commands that you can use in the home go on to uh Kami's website um sign up and it's free she download you can download the pdf and she gives you the video that demonstrates how the word is used um and she breaks it down like how to pronounce the words um in written form, and then the kids demonstrate with her uh, what it looks like in action. So she is very awesome in her delivery and everything that she brings to the table. So, uh, Kami, tell us how um, to get in contact with you. Oh, all things Bilingual Brown Babies. So if you went to Facebook and looked up Bilingual Brown Babies, 
you would find me there on Instagram, Bilingual Brown Babies, on Twitter, Bilingual Brown Babies, everywhere. And then also at uh, BilingualBrownBabies.com is where you can be able to get access to the free lessons and then be able to find out a little bit more about me and some of the things that I'm doing and hear some and hear from some of my parents too. Because my parents put some testimonials up there to kind of talk about what it's been like to and to be able to embark on this particular bilingual journey and it's been awesome having them all. Oh. Well thank you so much for joining us and thank you for sharing and thank you for all that you do. Um it was great talking to you. Oh thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Modern Motherhood. Follow us on Instagram and join our Facebook group at Modern Motherhood Podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave feedback. Love y'all.